MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Chatting now with David Fraser, Executive Chairman at Peregrine Capital. Uh, David, appreciate your early morning time. Chatting with Thungela, I chatted with your colleague last year, Jacques Conradi, around Thungela um, and, and, and uh, how you cut the position, but then when the war broke out in Ukraine, you had added to it. Uh, in, in, your, in your annual letter that came out uh, just a week or so back, you're saying actually you've taken the money on, on Thungela at above 300. What was the logic for exiting? Morning, Simon, and morning to your listeners. Um, look, I, I think obviously the share had had a fantastic run. Um, you know, we, we monitored in a, a lot of different moving parts in Tungela. One is the exchange rate, and mm. obviously more importantly is the, the coal price and the forward coal curves. Um, and then obviously the performance of Transnet as well. Um, I think since we initiated the position um, right after its listing in, in 2021, I think we've continued to decrease our coal volume um, exported because of the issues of Transnet. So I think certainly over 300, once we banked the, the final dividend of 60 Rand uh, in September last year, we just felt that the sort of risk-reward profile was, was, was sort of uh, running, out of, uh, running out of space and we decided to exit our position. I mean, we still think it's a, a fantastic company and probably one of the better-run companies in South Africa. I think if we... Um, look at what management teams in South Africa have to deal with. Um, I don't think we give enough credit to our management teams. I think we mm. have a lot of fantastic <laughs> management teams who have to deal with so many circumstances that perhaps other Western companies don't have to deal with, You know, particularly external to their business, whether it's ESKIM or water challenges or municipal challenges or, in this case, um, transfer challenges. I, I want to touch on, on managers in a moment because I agree with you. I think we have some of the best in the world and, 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 and lots of them, to be quite frank. But, but quickly on the Thungela. I mean, one of the key things is that the discipline, and, and it, it, it's actually something that's surprisingly hard to do. I, I, certainly in my experience, you've got a stock. It's done beautifully well for you. It's, it's, I mean, I, I can't even run the numbers. What's it, a 15-bagger, a 20-bagger, and, and, and like, you know, a year and some change. It's that discipline to say, you know what, we like the stock. It's a great business. But, yo, this price is stretched and time to take some money. Look, I think that, you know, we, we got into Tungela very early. You know, I think our first buy was around 28 Rand. I think since then we had 78 Rand out in dividends already. And obviously you know, mm-hmm. at 300, as, as you say, it was just a, uh, an incredible performer. But I do think that, 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 that you can't overstay the welcome. Um, you know, we did play the, the, the coal situation well. We had a, a unforeseen uplift from the the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which obviously gave coal prices a, a significantly higher impetus. Um, and really on the back of that, um, you know, we felt that, that, that things would somewhat normalize. Um, and, and again, you know, we have a model that we run and, and we have a target price. And once it reaches that target price, if, if nothing else changes, then, you know, we do have to have the discipline to sort of exit the positions. You know, we... We, we think Tungela is a great company. We know it well. We understand it well. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting deal they did on Friday. And, you know, never say never. I mean, perhaps we'll be, we'll be back in this one if, if, if our valuation screen tells us that it, it, it screens well again. So I think, um, you know, again, discipline is important in investments. And particularly, you can never fall in love with a stock. Um, you know, I think once your model tells you that, that, that given the current circumstances, uh, it's reached fair value. In our portfolios, we really don't try and hold a lot of things that are at fair value. 
We'd rather you yeah, know, keep a yeah. portfolio of, of shares that continue to show upside. And, and we'd rather be in cash waiting for opportunities than hold shares that we think are, are kind of fair value. Yeah, no, I, I take your point on that. And the, the Australian deal, I'm going backwards and forwards on it, but it, 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 it looks like a well-priced deal um, and it looks like a fairly good payback period. And I know a lot of folks say Australia's a graveyard for South African stocks, but we've done some good deals here. Supergroup springs to mind. Let's change track to, to outsurance because outsurance in many ways was kind of like a Thungela and that Thungela suddenly arrived in the market out of Anglo. Uh, sort of outsurance suddenly arrived in the market as as other bits sort of exited the, 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 the holding and then changed their name in December also done uh, uh, really well as the as the market kind of adjusts to what's actually a really good operation. Yes, I think that we, we've tracked outsurance for many, many years. Obviously, it, it was a, a part of the mix before then, but obviously not a visible part of the mix. So, you know, we'd had we'd done some work on outsurance even when it was just a, an investment in that stable rather than the main focus. Mm-hmm. So um, it certainly was a company that we'd done ongoing work on for many, many years and understood that this this company's track record was absolutely exemplary in the, in the South African in the South African market. We have a very motivated and incentivized management team that have a, a significant stake in their business. And certainly our understanding was that they were probably the best executors in this market. So we were excited to see it coming and <laughs> or effectively being sort of reshaped as being a core listing itself. Mm. And again, we... We, we, we positioned our funds to take advantage of that. We, we thought the market would like it once it saw it, once it understood it. But again, you know, the insurance road is a long road. I mean, we probably analyzed the company for certainly six or seven years and certainly knew, knew a lot about it before it, it sort of exposed itself um, as a separate listed entity. And I think that's what it's about. It's about, you know, doing work before everybody else, understanding companies before everyone else, and, and perhaps even meeting the management team so you understand what these businesses are and what they have achieved. So, I mean, I think that's another situation. And obviously, as a hedge fund, we can synthesize, you know, buying the outsuring, outsurance rump even before it was separately listed by effectively mm. shorting out some of the underlying um, other businesses in the, in the mix. I mean, again, that was something that we did very successfully last year. And outsurance remains a, a, a position in our fund right now, so we we are excited about their outlook and excited about their execution. A, a quick last question, back to management. As you say, we have some great management teams in South Africa. Load shedding is really, really tough, although I suspect that for a lot of perhaps our, our listed stocks, perhaps, it, I mean, easier than it is for the mom and pops. But, you know, I, I look at ShopRite spending half a billion on, on diesel, and my first question is the logistics behind that. We've got great managers in South Africa. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is the big challenge right, right now. I mean, I think we... Underlying, we're excited about the South African market. We think that, that, that uh, but for load shedding, I think everybody was ready to get out, off to the races this mm-hmm. year. I think we do have great management teams and, again, very modest valuations. But, you know, the management teams have got to adjust to this new normal. Certainly our base case is that we are going to have, you know, I don't think it's level two, but between level four and level six, probably for the next 18 months, we have five out of the 12 brand-new power stations that are out of commission for the next 12 to 18 months, which is just, you know, we've spent probably more than $400 billion on these two power stations, and five out of the 12 mm-hmm. units are out for the next 12 to 18 months. You just can't make this stuff up. So the management teams are going to have to adapt to this new normal. Unfortunately, what it means is a, is, is a pretty increased, uh, significant increased cost that yeah. I think is going to have to be passed on to, to consumers and customers. And again, it's going to test these business models 
whether the, 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 there is an ability to recover this cost um, cost through, through increased pricing, which unfortunately is going to lead to perhaps another wave of, of, of almost structural inflation in South Africa. And I, I, it's more of a supply shock rather than a demand pull. So one would hope that the Reserve Bank would, would, would look at that carefully and understand the dynamics between that and, again, not punish us by higher interest rates because of the structural, um, you know, issue that we've got to all sort of sort of address. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be about the ability of companies to recover this increased cost, which I think is semi-structural, certainly for the next 18 months, um, from, 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 from their pricing power. The good companies, the companies that have got relevant products will be able to do this, and there's a lot of companies that don't. I mean, just talking to, for example, Udaka last week, who performed incredibly well, had a, a very strong set of results. Um, again, they said that they, they just see a lot of competition falling over, a lot of smaller businesses falling over. So I think, unfortunately, bigger will become better. And I, I think they, they're the companies that have the ability um, and the cash flows to put in the sort of structural um, generators and, and whatever they need to cope with this problem. But again, it just says it's, it's, it certainly is not easy being a South African manager and there's so much more thrown at you than there is in the rest of the world. And I, I think hats off to a lot of our resilient um, management teams out there. I don't think we give them enough credit. Certainly, we are set behind a desk playing with numbers. I mean, these are real issues that they've got to deal with and real frustrations. So, yeah, I take um, your point. It, to them. It's tough. It's always been tough, but perhaps it's tougher than usual. David Fraser, Executive Chairman of Peregrine Capital, appreciate the time. And a question today on our LinkedIn and Twitter is around from Gela. Have you sold? Are you are you buying for the dividends? Perhaps you're holding. Perhaps you're holding, but a little bit worried. Have your vote. Have your say. LinkedIn and Twitter. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.